This is an ongoing brainstorm about the biggest trending news stories, the effects they have on us, and how we can use each of these stories as an impetus to improve our world. This is the Think in Your Armor Trending News. Folks, this is Jonesy, one half of the Think in Your Armor, and it is just the beginning of 2017 here. It's the 11th. I'm behind the eight ball. I've been procrastinating, but, you know, while I was behind the scenes putting the nuts and bolts together, as, as I tend to do too much, you know, you just got to get into action, folks, but... But I've been working on the nuts and bolts of my plan and my podcasting plan specifically for 2017. And what just jump-started me into action here. And after this day, this is a promise, I'm going to have a daily podcast. What got the momentum flowing was this show Taboo on FX. And and the other half of this uh, operation, the Think in Your Armor, that you're listening to right now my uh, co-host, Corv, he had the idea a while ago. He said, let's do this trending news podcast. Like, whatever's going on, uh, we can kind of kick around depending on whether it it strikes a chord with us. And to me, I thought that was a great idea, especially someone who's trying to continue along the lines of of, uh, developing my skill set, you know, uh, in in a sort of holistic fashion at podcasting, I loved the idea because it's it's something that um, you can really hone your skills with. If it's trending news, you can always do a podcast. You could always practice, and you know whatever was whatever's going on, kick around. There's not some. It's general, but it's it's also pertaining to to the moment. Obviously, the zeitgeist of whatever moment you're in, and you know for a show that has maybe a really specific uh, premise. You, you need more specific material for each episode. So Taboo just got my ass in gear, folks, because I'm a history buff, and I haven't had too much entertainment, you know, coming by the way of the medium of film, TV, movies, actors, directors, that type of thing lately. I, I haven't just kicked back and, and had something that uh, was of value to me as a person. And, you know, that's not to say there's not a ton of great stuff out there. There, There is. Uh, you know, I'm uh, working on the second uh, season of Man in the High Castle right now on Amazon Prime. And, you know, uh, I, for me, listen, I'm a history buff. That's one of the things that, that hooks me as, as a consumer of, of this kind of art. Um, but... Speaking of art and getting a little meta, taking a step back here, I got to say that aside from history, for me personally, the way I, as an individual, and I'm not saying that, you know, art, art is defined in this one way, the definition of art and how to define it, that, that's a whole conversation. But for me, there has to be a lot of times for me to love it some sort of value that I can convert in the art, some sort of inspiration, something that, you know, I see and I'm like, oh man, I'm a little, I can, I can use that. That's a tool. I'm a little stronger from that. I understand life, 
you know, in a way that is going to make me better and more masterful at navigating life from this piece of art that I consumed. And, and I feel like that particular standard could be different for everyone, you know, so we have to have some room for su- subjectivity, you know, in, in just what may strike one guy's chord, one woman's chord, another guy's chord, another one, woman's chord. For me, history is great. So this show, Taboo, has, uh, you know, le- leading the cast, Tom Hardy. So aside from history, that's great. Great actor, this guy, you know, out of London. Everybody knows Tom Hardy these days. And I love the city of London. So, you know, you get early 19th century London uh, in this, in this uh, production, which is great. And it's very interesting to see sort of the different elements, the different layers of what living in that particular setting was like. You get the the famous East India Company. And, you know, one of the things here that, that we're doing uh, with, th- with this production that we're getting as, as consumers that I-, I love is, you know, it's, it's the colonial period still. And, you know, my, myself, a, a product of Metro, New York City, and with members going way, way back, um, you, you know, well, uh, into, the, into the early 1800s, actually, on some branches of my family here. And then on top of that, being a history buff, I am just really into that sort of old world meets new world uh, juncture in, in, in history. And when you talk about the East India Company out of, uh, you know, Britain, and then, you know, the, the India companies from, I forget all the different iterations of them, but, you know, coming out of Holland, you know, as a product of what was once New, New Netherland and stuff, the Dutch West India Company or whichever early, uh, maybe it was the Dutch East India Company, I forget, but actually settled, you know, New, New Netherland. I'm just so into that, man, like the two worlds meeting and uh, it, it, it's a piece of who we are that, you know, has remnants alive and well in, in the, the fashion that it, it shaped us over here in the new world, especially in a place like, like New York. But, uh, you know, it's something that's largely skimmed over. Like, you know, the, the Native Americans for instance, that were native to New York City and where the five boroughs are, and then even the Dutch period after them, and then the early English period when the city was still very culturally Dutch and folks knew the particular kinds of sorts of tribes, the particular, you know, tribes that, that, that of, of natives, of, indige- of indigenous Americans that, that lived in the area, all, all of that to me is so, so interesting. The actual time period of this fusion of, of, of cultures. Um, and we, we, a lot of times, like when the, these different forces met and melded, you know, I want more of that. I want more of, of the, the, the collision, the collision course of, of, of worlds meeting. I mean, when you, you bridged oceans... And, and populations mixed for the first time, 
back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, and that's like it's almost like interplanetary, you know. So I I love that as a point of focus, and this show has a little bit of that, uh, which I really, for whatever reason, folks, for me, the what what makes me tick that gets that gets the hooks in me. So Tom Hardy plays this guy named James Kaziah Delaney, I believe. Uh, I, I took down a few notes here just to try to get the pronunciation right. But this guy is an interesting guy. So so this guy, James Kaziah Delaney, was presumed to be dead. And his father was named Horace Delaney and has recently passed has recently died and this guy Horace Delaney you know along the lines of what I was just saying with the old world meets new world sort of narrative that's like right up my alley folks this Horace Delaney guy the father of James Keziah Delaney had a shipping company he had a shipping company he had a shipping empire of sorts and had spent time in the new world and in you know when you say that when i say the new world i'm you know i'm speaking of uh the americas where i come from now but uh it as it turns out james keziah delaney in this show was in africa he was he was he was in africa the son the father uh, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, I don't have all the, I, I just saw episode one and I, I didn't pay a hundred percent attention. Like I could have, I could have absorbed some more details. I'm going to watch it again, but I'm the, yeah, the father was in the new, was in the new world and the father Horace bought a little piece of land called Nootka. N O O T K A, and I believe that's a real place. In the show, they were saying it's up by Vancouver Island, or it included Vancouver Island at this time. So you know, on the border of of uh, Canada, the United States, and the United States, it's Canada now, of course. And um, this was a strategically important area that, for the political maneuverings of the East India Company, the Honorable East Ind- Ind- India Company, they uh, they wanted, you know, they they wanted it big time, and they were going to get it. They were going to do what they had to do to get it, as was portrayed in in episode one. So here's the thing: they thought this guy was dead. They thought he was in Africa. Nobody had heard from him, and his sister, his half sister, as it as it turns out named Zilpha Geary, played by uh, the great Una Chaplin, who I'm a fan of. She's not necessarily classically beautiful, but I just think she's super attractive and, and, a, and a great actor, and uh, she's terrific. So she's in this, and she's his, she's his half-sister. And I think, you know, let's, let's get to the name here, Taboo. You want to talk a little Taboo? Uh, I guess there's some sort of, you know, I didn't fully absorb to the extent to which, but there's some sort of love, chemistry, sexual history between these two. So 
half sister, half brother, uh, that kind of relationship, uh, taboo, okay, so we arrived at taboo with that, and apparently, you know, th that's not, uh, th that's, that's not the end of it, that's not, that's not all of the taboo with this fellow, James Kaziah Delaney, he, he doesn't, you know, have, um, the inclination to follow uh, the social constructs of British society. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. So that's important to understand about this particular show because that character uh, <laughs> really doesn't he, doesn't... he doesn't care about that stuff. It's great. It's great the way Tom Hardy portray, portrays that part of, of this guy because he's a very competent guy he's he obviously has an evil side you know you, you, how complex of a character you we can't tell yet so much or at least i can't but the dude's on a mission to to be in his own lane and you know when you talk about new world old world stuff like there's a real american sensibility right there this guy's doing things his own way and you know a lot of people don't like it it's understandable how they wouldn't like it and it make, it makes it doesn't make a difference to him you know he's 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 in his own lane and he's driving hard <laughs> so he he came back they thought he was dead they as i said for the political political maneuverings in the new world the the east india company they they want this area of land that his father Horace bought, bought for like almost nothing called Nootka, you know, and they're basically uh, negotiating with his half-sister who he has this weird romantic history with, Zilpha, and uh, her husband, some guy, some really like typical sort of villainous in a British way, at least to my American sensibility, uh, guy I think named Thorne or something, that's her husband, and you know, as is the law of the time, you know, if the son's alive, then, you know, you got to negotiate with him. It's his say. Uh, 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 he's the inheritor. He's the heir to, the, you know, the everything. To Horace Delaney's uh, shipping empire, estate, wealth, assets, all of it. But they thought he was dead. So they have the, this negotiation underway with... Zilpha Geary, his half-sister, and, and her her husband, Thorne. So when this guy gets back from Africa, I think it's Africa, uh, you know, that throws a whole monkey wrench in that plan because he's, he's going to get his inheritance, you know, and he's not bargaining, and um, that's that, you know. So he's in a boardroom at some point, and he's with the the East India Company, and uh, the chairman of the board, so to speak, the administrative head, whatever you want to call him, played by the actor Sir Stuart Strange, the Welsh actor. Um, he is, you know, filling Tom Hardy's character. James Kaziah Delaney in on, on, on the deal, on the fact that for, you know, Great Britain, 
that the East India Company, which I believe was a chartered company. I don't have the history straight. Like, I know the Dutch West India was a chartered company, but it's basically Britain there. It's like a major corporation, I think, of Britain, very linked to the government itself. You know, of course, I should have that nailed down. But, hey, listen, I'm not a historian, and I just want to fill you in on how this why this show got me juiced, but he's basically telling him, like, you know, for you to be, uh, you know, a respectable person, for you to, for you to be a honorable citizen of, of, of Britain, you know, you, you, you gotta sell us this, this piece of land, it's gonna, it's gonna help us with what's going on, you know, because, I guess, you know, it's 1814, so just in my mind, I, I, I realize now, okay, so it's the War of 1812, so they're, they're at war with the United States, and whatever else is going on, they're at war with France at that time, and they, they, uh, they, want, this, they, they, they want this land, you know? It's a strategic uh, point of entry to wherever, travel-wise, wherever they, wherever they have to go. I, I forget even geographically here, but you know it, it, it's some sort of passage to to wherever to China, or to even militarily. It probably has multiple uh, points of benefit, but y- you know it's like when you're on a map uh, as a general, you know uh, you're you're playing strategy, economically, militarily, uh, for prosperity. They, they they want this piece of land. This guy comes back. He's in the boardroom with them, and and they basically pick up where they left off with his sister. And they tell him, "Listen, take this envelope of money. Your uh, I don't know if they know it's his sister. I think they might, but your your, your sister Zilpha Geary, her husband, you know." He drove a real hard bargain with us, and uh, you're lucky to have this money. Take the envelope of money. He doesn't. He doesn't take it. He doesn't take it, and it get it, it gets contentious in that in that room. And you know the head of the the chairman of the board, so to speak. Uh, did I say that he was play the Welsh actor was named Stuart Strange? No, that's the character. I'm sorry, folks. So the chairman of the board, Stuart Strange, he is played by some Welsh actor. I forget the actor's name. But Sir Stuart Strange, you know, basically gets mad. He gets quite mad. Uh, Tom Hardy stands up, kind of stares him down, lets him know, hey, listen, my dude, you're not necessarily the bigger man here, you know, in, in, in a very primal sense of the word. And he leaves the room. Uh, and then, and then this guy, Sir Stuart Strange, lets his, his you know, fellow uh, colleagues know. You know, he says, I wanted to settle this in a modern fashion. Thought I would be able to do that. You know, now I'm passing this on to you. I guess it basically means, hey, listen, you're going to go get medieval on, on Tom Hardy's ass. We got no other choice. And it's really a beautiful thing because you know this guy. They let you know, uh, you know, in the storytelling devices, the acting, the 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 directing, uh, and so forth. That that you know this guy's capable. I mean, they they straight up 
allude to it that this guy's you know done some some crazy violent stuff you know and he doesn't do any of it he doesn't engage he doesn't get the heads rolling yet in episode one and i don't want to give away too much folks because i think you all gotta go watch this but he doesn't get the heads rolling yet in, in episode one, but it's simmering because, you know, he basically tells him in that bo- boardroom, he's like, you want Nutka? You want this little piece of nothing that my father bought that pro- people laughed at him at the time for? You you want that? You want me to take this e- envelope of money? You think I care about the social pressure you're putting on me? That I should be the most honorable citizen of Britain that I could be? I'm out for me, fellas. You come and get it. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, all right, all right. I'm into this. I'm into this. He tells him. He's like, come and get it. Come and get it. And you know... That when they do come to get it, you know, hey, listen, the guy might take some damage or whatever, but it's been made clear this is a different kind of beast of of a fellow, so the heads are going to start rolling soon, and it's going to be fun to watch, you know? Like, for me, I personally can't wait. This this one guy, uh, Una Chaplin's husband, uh... Thorne, whatever his name is, Thorne something. Let me let me look up his name here. But he, he you know, he's going to die hard, you know, and he's such an asshole that it's like, you know, I don't want to sound like a psychopath here, but I, I really can't wait till uh till uh Tom Hardy opens up a can of whoop ass on this fella. That is going to be fun. But anyway, forget about his name for now because I, I got some more notes I want to talk about. You know, in terms of the themes here, in terms of the themes, I've said like old world, new world, and old world meets new world. I love that. So, you know, as it turns out, this guy, back to old world meets new world for a minute, this guy, James Kazia Delaney, his mother, apparently, and I think he said like Nucha Luth, Nucha Luth. And and I, I just looked that up in an article, but that is the tribe. He's actually half Native American. So so I take it that that is the tribe that is by the way of where his mother, his father bought this land, Nootka, I'm thinking. But here's the thing. I'm super intrigued because as I said so many times in this podcast, old world meets new world. This is a real thing that happened in history. This is part of what shaped the culture of, of where I come from, of course, and really the old world as well. Um, and it's something where the actual, like I said, the collision point, the point of contact, and the point in the, the, the period of time where these two forces were like palpably separate and were like rubbing up against each other. I want more period pieces right then and getting getting into the weeds so to speak because it's not the weeds the devil the the there's so much beauty in the details of exactly how how things meshed back then and and that's what i want to see so i i feel like this is at least digging in that in that direction so this guy you know this guy's in early 19th century uh london and he's like an independent ass kicker and maybe they're alluding you know to the fact that he's got he's got some of that american in him he's got that native american in him and maybe that's also connected to this idea of taboo like taboo to who 
what this guy's doing is taboo to the British, you know, the society of which he, from which he's been molded and, 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 and reared. But, uh, maybe, maybe there's something in him that just doesn't care about that, you know? And it's fascinating because like, you know, this guy's half new world, it's, it's his genetic material. It's undoubtedly probably expressed in the way he's getting down to business behaviorally, uh, or, or so they, I, the, so the storytellers uh, w- would have you believe, I think. And he, you know, he's in the old world, and that always fascinated me. There, there were two, two, you know, actual individual examples that came to my mind of people with Native American, you know, actual blood and ancestry that then were in 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 Britain. So Squanto, when you learn about. The, the Puritans and the first English, uh, uh, you know, over here and, you know, Massachusetts, uh, Pl- Plymouth Rock, uh, that period of history a- a- as a student, as a, as a young student in, in, in America, you learn about Squanto, this, this one guy that they met and I forget, you know, the exact name of the, the, the tribe he was from and stuff. But the bottom line is he was enslaved and, and brought back to London with some shipbuilder for a while and was like hanging out there, like living in London. And that just gets me scratching my head. It's like, whoa, you know, to, to, to imagine someone who didn't even know the, the old, this other world existed that was so different than his own, uh, in in so in just so many ways, you you, you know, d- different racially, different technologically, different culturally, and then he 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 wound up there and and he's living there. That that's like that's like another planet. That that's amazing. Like I really want to learn more about Squanto in in London and what he thought about it and what Londoners thought about him and anything like that is is crazy and and is is just a, a total like mind game to me i just i want i i think there's value in that so the other guy is mad frankie fraser or fraser however you say it he's like the london gangster or face as they would call it i i think they use that word sometimes the british uh i love the brit you know i love some of their their terms which are different than our own for things but uh yeah so he was he was, I believe, part Native American, and he made that he made that point. And it's like, wow, man, how'd you wind up being like a Cockney guy? You know what I mean? That's unusual to me. But hey, you know, uh, that that's an interesting surprise. You know, if he, if he was American, it wouldn't be as interesting. There's people over here, not everyone, of course. But, you know, there's people over here who have partial Native American ancestry. There's a ton. It, it happens all the time. There's a lot of people who really, you know, you look at them, they look white or they look black within the, the societal labels that we hand out. But, you know, they got that Native American branch uh, in, in their history. And it's the same way, like, you know, if you go to with people that have some indigenous admixture, there's some people in Australia that are going to have, you know, aboriginal uh, or maori and and things like that but for mad frankie fraser to have it that's a curveball so i love i loved that and i love how this guy this guy has that curveball james keziah delaney you know what i mean and i i think that you know that's going to be a a theme of of significance you know 
they're dealing with that and and they've already alluded to the fact that he identifies you know with that like he knows the tribe his mother comes from and stuff and who knows maybe he he knows some certain like uh martial arts type of codes of living and conduct and stuff like that that he's gonna he's gonna get gorilla with on uh on, on, on some Englishmen, you know, uh, <laughs> who, who, who want to take Nutka from him. But, you know, other than that, just wrapping up here, folks, it's, it's an interesting time in history, right? It's an interesting time in history. The, and I, one of the things that inspires me because I, is that there's an excitement to it, you know? Uh, obviously, with some of the exploitation that happened in, in imperialistic eras like this, that's not good. But you know, I, I'm not trying to get political and talk about caring and, to, and 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 the sentimentality of everything that was done wrong because there's a Darwinist strand to to humans, just like other animals. And, you know, as we get more advanced societies, we, we try to, we try to, you, you know, be more liberal would be the word or, you know, more fair in the way power is, is, is put, to, put to use for those who have it, or at least we say that. We're all aware of that conversation, you know. How, what is it okay? How how can power be used morally? What's okay with that? So, you know, I, you know, with back then with England and Holland, you know, the Netherlands, you know, obviously they were they were putting their power to use in a way that these days we'd say, oh man. Uh, and we do say all the time that wasn't that nice. They, they took what they wanted. But the, the, there, you know, there's an element of excitement. Maybe, maybe they could have taken what they would wanted in a more humane way, or maybe they could have negotiated. But there is an, an there is an element of excitement of opportunity in general. There's this opportunity. You know what I mean? Maybe that opportunity could have so maybe a massive opportunity could have been kept on the table with different ways of getting along with indigenous people or different ways of negotiating different ways of of sharing and, and giving them some of what europeans brought to the table who knows that's a whole different conversation but before we get stuck and go down that road there's opportunity here man there's opportunity and there's opportunity for different uh kinds of parties individuals and you know big corporations so you know even t today we, we have that you know the, there's a timelessness to opportunity and to the recognition of opportunity by human beings and in this first episode you have the east india company you know a famous famous historic corporation that undoubtedly wielded power and you know i have to brush up on the the actual you know i have to brush up on the history of the east india company folks i got to be honest but I, i'm pretty sure it was it was direct military power you know i know i know the 
the the Dutch, you know, parallels the West and the accompanying stuff. You know, they, they they were militarily backed. I'm sure the East India Company was. And uh, I'm, I'm almost positive. I would bet a bunch of money on it. But uh, it's something I need to read about. But a- anyways, that power and the power that that party has has a lot to do with that party's recognition of opportunity in the new world. You know? And it's going to do... W- everything it can to actualize that opportunity for its for its benefit and for its growth and 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 this is a theme we're used to this is a theme we understand you know and and people get tired of it you know individuals get tired of it big companies stay in that lane in different throughout different eras of history they're in that lane today you know when you look and i'm not vilifying all of them i think it's just something we always have to be aware of right there has to remain opportunity to me for the individual for the freelancer there has to be more and more and more opportunity for for the individual for that that the one guy for the every man to slang with both hands and do well so there's certain certainly some drawbacks in the morality department some blemishes on the uh personality profile of james kaziah delaney portrayed by the great Tom Hardy. He's far from perfect. But within the narrative of opportunity and to American and New York sensibilities, this guy's taking on the East India Company and he's saying, fuck you to them. Come and get it. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to do everything I can to get mine, my way. And it's almost, it's crazy. It's crazy the way he's doing it. They let you know this guy's crazy. You know, a regular guy uh, wouldn't accept knowingly that level of danger. But this this is the level of sentiment. This is the same area, the same strand of sentiment that, has uh, popularized gangsterism in v- in various periods of history, you know? Like, the, just guys out there, stuff was hard, you know? You, you, maybe they lived in the slums, whatever, they figured it out. Meyer Lansky and Lucky Luciano, Tommy Guns, you know what I mean? And obviously there's problems with what they did, but, you know, they're moral. There, but, but there's this sort of David and Goliath narrative as well. And this guy, even more so than them, because, I mean, Meyer Lansky famously said, uh, you know, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. Like, uh, in that particular time period, the gangsters, the renegades in, in America, you know, under the, you know, direction the 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 
the tutelage of of his of his peers really lucky luciano turned turned the renegade turned the, the renegade gangsters kind of kind of into an east india company of the underworld but with this james kaziah delaney played by tom hardy no 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 this guy this guy's this guy's on his own whatever the word for that is this guy's solo dolo and you know he does it well he plays he plays the solo dolo angle real well i love it um and you know he's a haunted character he's been out there in the world and he circles back from being out in the world you know i know he he was in military school or the military at a certain point they were talking in this boardroom in this famous meeting that i told you guys about before he got there about his marks uh and it was exceptional marksmanship exceptional you know whatever survival skills you know basically like his report card uh and then he really started acting up so you know he 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 has this interesting sort of paradox where he's very very capable he's a very capable man but he's got his own he's got his own values he didn't care about what he was supposed to care about he didn't subscribe to whatever you know the british hierarchy within either this the actual military or this military school you know what was was telling him he should he should subscribe to so he did great he got straight a's and he said he said hey listen i got my own plans (laughs) and uh and he misbehaved big time and they you know they they call him crazy but they kind of know he's not so again, you know, I got to say that this, the rugged individual aspect of this, I, you know, I'm not saying America has a, a monopoly on that, but Americans, that, that's a thing for us, you know, As some of us, maybe not all of us, for me it is, like when I'm seeing this, I'm saying, okay, you know, this thematically, I'm all in on, on James Keziah Delaney right here, you know, I want to see what this guy freelances his way into, I am uh totally totally engaged so he's been out there he's been in the world he's not the same he's hardened and he's coming he's coming back for what's his what's literally his and it reminded me my co-host a while ago you know this is this is like a who, who would think this to be connected but there there's an actor adam driver I saw him in some silly comedy about like a family getting back together or something like that. He's cool. He's a good actor. But anyway, he was, I think he, he was in the military. He was in the United, he was in war. I, I, I forget if he was a Marine or whatever it was, but he was in the armed forces. And my, my co-host, who's not on the show tonight, he told me the story, but he was like running up on, on, in some area like either was it was iraq or something but he he was being shot at or afghanistan i think it, but wherever it was it was afghanistan but but he was he was being he was being shot at like right when he like hit the ground running like right when they were running into action 
And then at some point, he said to himself, like, at this moment of understanding that, like, I'm in danger, maybe I could die, but I'm going, I'm going forward. He, he said to himself, if I get back, if I, if I get through this, I don't even care. I'm not even scared anymore. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go, I'm going to be an actor. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take that goal and make it my bitch. You know what I mean? It's not a problem. <laughs> and, and, and that clicked for him. That, at least that was my understanding. That's what I understood uh, my buddy and co-host Corb to be telling me. And I said, hey, that's pretty interesting. I think that, I believe that that could really happen. I, I could see that really happening to a person. Uh, so with this, it seems a little more negative, right? With this James Delaney guy, he's been out there in the world. There's opportunity going around. He understands the opportunity that he he, he is rightfully his. His father bought this place, Nootka Island. It's his opportunity. He doesn't want to just take an envelope of money from the East India Company because. He, pro- he understands, he's smart, he understands Vancouver Island, where it is, what it could mean for him, and it's his, and he's going to defend what's his, and he, he came back from whatever kind of hell he went through, probably largely to some faults of his own in Africa and wherever else, and he understands he's part Native American, and the East India Company ain't just taking candy from a baby, because James... Uh, Kaziah Delaney ain't no baby. He's been out there in the world. He has the world in him. And because he has the world in him, these different parts of the world, many of them harsh, he's going to make sure that he comes full circle, you know, and because the world's put his stamp, its stamp on him in so many ways, he's converted at least that stamp into a great deal of power, personal power whether moral or not and he's going to put his stamp back on the world. And he's not going to he's not going to give he's not going to give it to the Dutch East India Company. He's not going to give the Nootka inheritance to to them because he's been out in the world and he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming full circle back to what's his and he's pretty sure he's going to keep it his. But for all of us moving forward, folks, and I'm going to wrap this up. You know, what does this mean for us, you know? I think we should all be excited for the the uh the immensity of 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 opportunity and possibility in the world. And whether it hardens us in a way that darkens our soul, we should it should strengthen us. We should get stronger. And we should use that strength from exercising in in this uh, uh, you, you know immense vast ocean of of possibility for for personal development we 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 should we should get out there and we should get that going so that we can, we can convert it to get what we want so that what we want getting what we want is is not that big a deal so that we're not scared you know and so that we stand up for it and whether that has to do with like cutting people up and torturing them, it shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't have to do with that. But there's certain themes with these that we could prune a little bit, you know? The way this, this theme is expressed with this James Kaziah Delaney guy, it's, it's thorny. It's, it's violent. 
and, and and it's sensational for cinema. But you know, it can be just sensational for you know the soccer mom whose husband got laid off and her waning business that she was only putting 30% effort into she kicks up straight into superstardom to save the day you know we got to take what what we're given and we got to put it back into ourselves and then by the way of putting it into ourselves put it into put it into the world and we got to get what's rightfully ours and hopefully share you know but this guy this guy is on a mission this jkd james keziah delaney and we should all be on a mission positive a positive mission positive missions are the missions we should be on but it's going to be hard to derail this guy and i'm willing to see what the i i'm i'm chomping at the bit to see what the east india company has up its sleeves to derail him right you would think they must be able to they're the east india company it's 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 david quasi evil at least versus goliath quasi evil at least let's see what happens folks but you know this is trending news i'm gonna i'm gonna be coming back more and more and more i'm not gonna spoil another episode of this show just trying to get the hooks into people out there but check us out you know the whole operation the thinking your armor at the thinkingyourarmor.com and i got a new podcast starter package underway with a partner of mine and we are going to be giving away a free one as soon as i have enough momentum and followers uh paying attention and coming in we're going to be giving away a free starter package and the starter package is basically an all-in-one information product and set up service appointment to just get you podcasting with as little friction as possible and also podcasting in a way that can quickly seamlessly and painlessly as possible lead to you being happy doing what you're doing really enjoying it and also having all your ducks in a row to make money with it so there will be more about that we're continuing uh the tweakage of this product, the starter package. Check it out at thethinkinyourarmor.com and you know, just check us out on Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to have the activity really, really boosted up on those outposts um, as soon as possible. And that's that for now. The starter package, thinkinyourarmor.com. Join the newsletter. Have a great evening. Have a great 2017. I'm going to do everything I can to be a positive part of it for you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye.